Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Gabriel Devine, and I'm coming to y'all live right now. Is uh, This will be coming out right after Monday Night Raw goes off the air tonight as I give my opinion, thoughts, and uh, some critiques on it and star ratings as much as I can. Um, so far, you know, 10 minutes till they plug the show, the return of Lesnar and Miz TV with Hogan and Flair. Note the new intro package and music. Loved it. Uh, they've got a new stage set up. Uh, they mentioned that they were going to be getting new stage setups for all the shows. Enjoyed that. There's a new announced team, of course, Jerry the King Lawler. You've got some guy named Vic Joseph and the other guy's name. I do not know at this time. I'll get that as soon as we can as we go through the night. Uh, Ray Mysterio is the first person out to talk about his WWE Universal title match tonight. Uh, just one side note I want to mention is that his jacket did have him and Eddie Guerrero on the back. Shout out to that because I enjoyed that just because I'm an Eddie Guerrero fan. He thanks his son, takes the time to mention his son, says if it wasn't for his son, he wouldn't be having a universal title match tonight on Monday Night Raw. Then all of a sudden, Lesnar's music hits. Lesnar makes his way to the ring with Paul Heyman at his side and just unleashes as they take the mic out of Ray's hand. Ray yanks it back out of Paul Heyman's hand, interrupting Paul Heyman, and Lesnar's not happy about it. Hits him with two F5s and then has a stare down with Dominic, who's sitting at ringside. Uh, once Dominic sets down and admits that he's not going to fight Lesnar, Lesnar is not happy about it. So Lesnar yanks his ass over the barrier, throws him around, beats him up, throws him in a ring, beats on his ass while Rey Mysterio has to lay there and sell and watch his son get his ass handed to him. And, you know, it's one of those times where, you know, to the fans, it's Rey Mysterio's kid. The lines of reality and work are getting blurred to the fans, but, you know, as now Lesnar has left the ring, came back to the ring, just literally leaped up on it. Classic beast move there, you know, vintage Brock Lesnar leaping up onto the apron. The agents, the referees, all out here at ringside. Uh, you see Fit Finley or David Finley, as he's known to most folks nowadays, and uh, some other road agent in the ring. Uh, Rey Mysterio laid over Dominic after suffering another suplex, a vicious suplex. Dominic getting beat on some more. Heyman's begging Lesnar off, telling him that he's going to be in trouble or something. Rey Mysterio is laying over Dominic, you know, trying to protect his son as, as David Finley's in the ring with him. So it's a, it's a little bit of a mess. But it was a, a great way to kick her all off. You know, you can tell, you can tell who's booking this shit. It's the man right there next to uh, Brock Lesnar. And he ain't happy. Lesnar's going back into the ring. Oh, he took down one of the agents. He's stomping a mud hole in him. Kicks him clear out of the ring. Oh, he get Finley. He get Finley. I ain't happy about that now. He just throws Ray Mysterio like a little rag doll. You got Dominic back up and throws Dominic clear over to the other side of the ring and out. He clears the ring. Referee's outside having a tantrum. Quit it, quit it, quit it. Oh, God, quit it. Wham, wham, wham. Brock Lesnar beat him up. Ray Mysterio climbs on top of Dominic on the outside there trying to protect his son. Not like it's going to do any good. You just got thrown around like a rag doll. A little lucha doll. You got thrown around. Lesnar has snapped. He got heat. Fans are calling him an asshole. That Vic Joseph guy sounds closely related to Michael Cole. Like his voice is just so, I don't know. 
Lesnar rips his shirt off, parades around. Proud of himself. Heyman doesn't look happy. No explanation as to why he come out and attack Rey Mysterio as he'll be challenging, you know, for Kofi Kingston's WWE title at Hell in a Cell. And Kofi Kingston, you know, he'll be taking on Kofi Kingston at Hell in a Cell. And Rey Mysterio was supposed to challenge Seth Rollins tonight for the Universal title. But at this time, you know, that's that was the start of Raw. And we'll, we'll continue on down the line as things go on. And, and I'll pinpoint what we can. All right, as we come back from the commercial break, we've seen the recap of the open where Lesnar beat up Dominic, Rey Mysterio, Dominic was stretchered out during the break. And then we open up with our first contest of the evening and seen the legit boss, Sasha Banks, take on the uh, Harley Quinn of the WWE, Alexa Bliss. Note that the pyro's back tonight as Alexa Bliss got pyro, Becky got her steam. You see uh, Becky comes out after both participants are in the ring. She goes over to the announcer's table to do color. Becky and Sasha mount back and forth the entire contest, and then Sasha picks up a victory. I was a little bit distracted as I've got other things going on, so I didn't see exactly how the pin went down. Don't really watch much of Sasha Banks' stuff, but apparently Becky taped up her wrist and her hand and hit the ring, and they're beating each other down, and then all of a sudden Becky gets a mic, running a mile. Running her mouth, I'm sorry. My Southern came out there. But, uh... Becky tells Sasha there's nowhere for her to run Sunday at Hell in a Cell when it's Becky versus Sasha for the WWE Women's Championship, the Raw Women's Championship, that is. As uh, the man, Becky Lynch, takes on Sasha Banks Sunday at Hell in a Cell, which is going to be podcasted over as well. For this whole segment, I'd give it probably two and a quarter stars because the match didn't keep my attention, which it's a Sasha Banks match, and I'm not a huge Sasha Banks fan. Also tonight, they're plugging the Seth Rollins WWE Universal title defense against the uh, Rey Mysterio. JR, or not JR, I'm sorry. Jerry Lawler talking about the condition of Dominic and Rey. And now we go to a Firefly Floodhouse advertisement for Raw tonight. So we will hear from the Fiend Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse tonight on Monday Night Raw. Who I am a huge advocate for. I enjoy The Fiend very well. And now the lights have gone down. We're going to roll right along with the show here as they're going to keep it moving. And you hear the glorious theme hit. You've got Bobby Roode in his robe wearing his WWE Raw tag team title around his waist. And and his glorious light standing there. And then now you hear Dolph Ziggler's, I'm here to show the world. As Dolph Ziggler and uh, Bobby Roode are now the WWE Raw Tag Team Champions. Or Robert Roode. I'm sorry. I keep calling him Bobby. He was Bobby somewhere else, not Robert. My bad. I know the dude from TNA is somebody else. But uh, when we come back from the commercial break, it'll be Heavy Machinery taking on Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. All right, as we went to break, we were coming up with a match between Bobby Roode or Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler taking on Heavy Machinery for the Raw Tag Titles. As we came back from the break, 
Charlie Caruso, the backstage announcer, was uh, standing by waiting to talk to WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins about his match tonight. As well, they played the replay from last week of what happened at the Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. And then they came to Seth Rollins and Charlie in the back. And Seth said that, uh, you know, he's upset over what Brock did to Ray and Dominic. But, uh, you know, the show must go on. And he promised the fans that there'd be a WWE Universal title match. And tonight there's an opportunity for anybody that wants that shot to step up. And we'll have a WWE Universal title match. And then shortly after that, uh, we went to the Raw Tag Team Titles match between Ziggler and uh, Ziggler and Rude taking on Heavy Machinery. My wonderful wife was watching it with me. She uh, she and I both don't really much care for Heavy Machinery, but it is what it is. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Ro- Robert Rude. I keep calling him Bobby. I'm so used to calling him Bobby Rude, but uh, Robert Rude and. Uh, and Dolph Ziggler retained the Raw Tag Team titles and what I would say was, what, a three-and-a-quarter star match? Granted, Heavy Machinery kind of took a star off there, but, you know, anytime Ziggler and uh, Robert Roode show up, they have a hell of a good time and a, and a great match. They always put on a good show, enjoyed it. Um, if they're pushed properly, they'll be good tag champions, but that was the next segment and match of the night. Uh, we'll continue on down the line. As we come back from commercial break, this time they play a few segments and they bring out The Miz for the uh, advertised Miz TV with Ric Flair and the immortal Hulk Hogan. Also mentioned that The Rock will be at SmackDown. We got Hogan and Flair going at it in the ring back and forth. Hogan said he's, or Flair said he was sick of Hogan's music. And I can agree with that. Sounds like we're about to have Flair versus Hogan. Flair is fired up. He wants Hogan, and I want to see it. Flair hits the ropes. Hogan points at him. Damn, they got me all hyped up. I thought they was going to fight. Brother. Brother. <laughs> Flair says, I'm just playing. Hogan old as shit. What you talking about? (laughs) The crowd is chanting one more match. Flair is fired up. Hogan got fired up. The crowd's fired up. Miz is laughing his ass off. I'm going to give this segment a four-star rating at least. <laughs> Flair said, for once, I want a paycheck as many zeros as yours. They're advertising Crown Jewel. Two standing in as the coaches and having five. 
Sounds good. On Crown Jewel on October 30th, Ho Team Hogan versus Team Flair. One more question for you, Rick Flair. What you gonna do when Hulkamania and my team captain run wild on you, brothers? Seth Rollins is the team captain of Team Hogan. You gotta be kidding me. And as noted, the pyro is back tonight. Seth Rollins gets his flames. The stage, what do you think of it? I like it. Yeah, it looks like a, a giant skate ramp. Like one of them half pipes or whatever they call them. But uh, Seth Rollins is on his way to the ring. Like I said, I gave this segment a four star, even though Hulk Hogan's out there, because I can't stand Hulk Hogan personally. I'm a huge Flair fan. Jimmy Hart's out there with Hogan. The mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Seth running his mouth to Rick. Yeah. Seth was running his mouth to Flair. Flair got fired up. And there's the... <laughs> That's right. Looks good, buddy. Sorry, we got kids interrupting the podcast tonight. No biggie, though. It's life when you got children. Hi. <laughs> that was Riley. Every time. Never fails. No, that's Randy Orton. So apparently it looks like the team captain of Team Flair is the apex predator, the Viper, Randy Orton. The three most dangerous... Letters in WWE today are K-O. Randy told Seth to get his head out of Hogan's ass and lend him his ears. Sounds like we're about to have Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Universal title. Seth and Randy, here we go. They're clearing the ring, and oh, and they just throw Miz's chairs out like they're nothing. 
Randy said, get the ring crew out here and roll this carpet up. So we're ready now. And they listen. Boy, when he speaks, they listen. He said, get this shit out of my ring. He's helping them roll it. Look at him. He said, come on, let's go, let's go. Randy kicking the damn carpet for him. He's ready to go. Ring crew. Uh, and now we've got uh, King Corbin. Corbin hits Rollins from behind with the scepter. And now it's uh, Randy Verdon. Thought we were going to get Randy versus Seth, but now it looks like we're going to get Randy and Corbin beating the crap out of Seth. And now Rusev's music hits. I've still yet to figure out who the third guy at the booth is with Jerry Lawler and uh, Vic, uh, Vic, whatever his name is. Rusev's taking on Corbin and Randy, saving Seth. Man, them shoulder blocks in the corner on Corbin are vicious. Randy turns, uh, turns him around. Goes for the RKO. Rusev reverses it with that uh, Mosca cookie. And Seth with a super kick. And then, oh, Rusev hits a Corbin with one. Seth dives out through the ropes, taking Randy all the way into the first, first row there at ringside. So it looks like we've already got two members of Team Hogan and two members of Team Flair named as Randy Orton and uh, Baron Corbin there. And... Seth Rollins and Rusev are there. Hogan's got two members of his team already named. It'll be Rusev and Seth Rollins for Team Hogan. They're two members of the team there. Hogan must pose, brother, and uh, looks like Seth and Rusev are going to pose with him. Rusev looks more intimidating than Seth, I can tell you that. He looks a hell of a lot more intimidating than Hogan. And then the camera cuts over to Jerry Lawler, Vic Joseph, and uh, Dio Madden. Dio Madden is the gentleman's name. I don't know who these two guys are. Don't have a clue who Vic Joseph and Dio Madden are. I know who Jerry King Lawler is. Great commentator, color analyst on a broadcast booth. Don't know nothing about these other two guys at all. Vic Joseph sounds almost like Michael Cole to me. They cut to a clip of earlier tonight as they are taking Dominic to the ambulance. Uh, Ray, you know, he's up on his feet. Nothing wrong with Ray. They're trying to get Dominic up into the ambulance and get him to a, uh, what is it they say, a local medical facility? Instead of saying a hospital, they say a local medical facility. 
Ray just took his mask off. For those of you that can see the TV on Monday Night Raw, you probably just got a close-up of Ray Mysterio's bald head in his face, even though he's trying to cover it. But uh, Ray Mysterio taking his mask off there to deal with Dominic as they ambulance him out of the arena earlier tonight. After Brock Lesnar put an ass whooping on that boy. He's been in the wrong place at the wrong time. But, uh, so Seth Rollins will still defend the WWE Universal Championship tonight on Raw. And it looks like we're going to commercial break. So as we come back from commercial break, they talk about how Raw has been one of the longest weekly episodic TV shows running. And now they bring Charlie Caruso up in the back with Rusev talking about Team Hogan. And then they ask some questions about Lana. Rusev refuses to answer. Now that you are back, what do you hope to accomplish? Listen, I'm not here to talk about Lana. She asks him what he's going to accomplish. But I'm here to talk about Seth Rollins as strong as it worked. You also know what happened. He got come on two on one. And who was the only one? You know, they have... They have to delegate between, you know... Their sound bites that they record in for their shows. And yea, though Raw is live, they have to delegate between promos and matches and the right segments to promote stuff. And I understand that. But they kill me on things. And it looks like Rusev is challenging Seth Rollins. Looks like Rusev just challenged Seth Rollins for the Universal title. So that could be interesting since they're both on Team Hogan. They're talking about WWE Premier Week. They're promoting NXT Championship match from 7 to 8 on Wednesday night, which this week it'll start at 7. But, uh, you know, they're, they're promoting that as, you know, AEW gets ready to take off on Wednesday nights. They're promoting the Fox the Fox merger with SmackDown where Brock Lesnar will take on Kofi Kingston. The Rock will be there. And now they're promoting The Fiend, Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. I'm so ready to see The Fiend in Hell in a Cell. It's going to be his new playground, I guarantee it. And now we have a Who is AOP. Once again, we went from a Rusev talking segment into segments promoting different events happening this week. And now we have Akam and Rezar, the authors of Pain, talking. And they're talking in like Puerto Rican or Dominican language. It's translated on the screen for us. Talking about who lives for the sword, dies by the sword, blah, blah, blah. Saying the sword is a metaphor for violence. But uh, I'll uh, I'll cut back on once they get on down past some of these promos and just kind of recap. As they come back from break, we've got the uh, Viking Raiders taking on the OC. The OC being made up of Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, and the War Raiders. I don't know their names, so I'm not even going to try at this point. Carl Anderson is in. 
Throws him out of the corner into a knee and then right into a knee to the head. Which the Viking Raiders have had some hellacious battles with the OC in Japan before coming to WWE. They've both been dominant tag teams in other companies. Been really good, you know, names everywhere. Not trying to give y'all quiet pauses in the show, but not a lot of action to call. As they're, you know, just classic tag team maneuvers, tagging in and out, working on Carl Anderson, cutting the ring off on him. Got him in a half Nelson with a knee to the midsection. It's been a long day here for us. I got a sickly baby. The one y'all heard whining a minute ago was my sickly baby, BG. Poor kiddo. He missed preschool today. He ain't doing too well, but he's feeling better than what he did this morning. We were closing up dinner and, and getting everything ready, doing some arts and crafts here at the house as we were getting ready for Raw tonight. And I figured what better way to kick off this super week of wrestling than to start podcasting over every possible show that we can podcast over for y'all. Uh, some of it I'll be doing on my own. Some of it my wife will be a part of. She's definitely excited to watch AEW on Wednesday night, so I figure she'll sit down and podcast with me through most of that. As Luke Gallows gets tagged in, they go to body slam Gallows. Gallows reverses it, shoves him into the corner, follows up with a big elbow. Now shots to the midsection. Oh, and a big shot to the face. Apparently it's Ibar that's in the ring with him. The longer-haired Viking. And apparently we will see AJ Styles, the phenomenal AJ Styles, taking on Cedric Alexandra for the WWE United States Championship later tonight on Raw as Gallows is still beating away on Ibar in the corner. Carl Anderson slowly making his way back up from the floor to the apron there. You hear him talking about uh, Gallows' face paint as he is donning his face paint again. That elbow right across the face of Ibar. They've had a pretty good Raw so far. I mean, they've a lot of talking. This is only like the fourth match, maybe? Third? Because we've seen, well, third, because we've seen Sasha Banks take on Alexa. We've seen the tag title match, and now we're seeing this match. Carl Anderson gets caught. Oh, man. Viking with some kicks and some knees and a discus elbow. That wasn't a right hand, it was a discus forearm. Hitting with that elbow. Carl Anderson went for it. Oh. He flipped over, landed on his knees, got hit with a knee in his own. And they're going to take a commercial break. So as they went to commercial break during the OC and Viking Raiders match, I don't know exactly who won because when it came back from commercial break, we had Cesaro and Ricochet in the ring. Unless I missed something or if there was a glitch or maybe our cable glitched or something. I don't know. The uh, The Viking Raiders and... and the OC were in the ring having a, a pretty good tag match, solid, classic tag team, cutting the ring off, working as a team against each other, tag match. They go to commercial break. It comes back, and 
we see Ricochet beat Cesaro with a what is that dive off the ropes? Uh, Hurricane Rana, not like a Hurricane Rana, but like a Frankensteiner pin, kind of like Rey Mysterio does. Or maybe it was a drop of dime. Hell, I don't fucking know. I'm so confused right now as to what just happened that I don't know that if there was a finish to the tag match or if they finished it during the break and they rushed them out and rushed the other two in or what the hell's going on. I feel like I missed something there. I don't know if our cable, you know, I had it paused for a minute, but it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have, you know, done that. It should have fast forwarded to it or we wound to it. But anyway. Something happened there. So they're at commercial break now. I just wanted to fill everybody in on that as to why I didn't give you a finish for the Viking Raiders and the OCs match. But we did get a finish on the Ricochet match, and Ricochet did win. Um, but as I was messaging Titanic just a few minutes ago, he did say that uh, his exact words were his night was made at the beginning. He thought that uh, Kevin Owens was going to, or not Kevin Owens, but uh, Samoa Joe was going to unleash on the son of Rey Mysterio a couple months back, and he didn't. He said, but unleash the beast, and that uh, Dominic felt that shit. And I agree, Dominic felt that shit, because when Brock laid him into the turnbuckle post, he laid him into it. But uh, just wanted to give that explanation. I wasn't trying to, you know, you know, rip you guys off on a finish for the OC and uh, Viking Raiders. If I find out anything different, I'll let you guys know as soon as possible, but we're at commercial break. When we come back, it'll be the Firefly Funhouse. So back from commercial break, uh, Bray Wyatt is excuse me, hosting the Firefly Funhouse. And my freaking hiccups are back. Excuse me. All day. It's ridiculous, I guess. But uh, everybody at the Firefly Funhouse is scared. They're worried about... Seth Rollins taking on the Fiend in the Hell in a Cell match this this Sunday, and Bray tells him, "Imagine the world without chocolate." It's a house of horrors, but you never see. <laughs> There's Mercy the Buzzard. He will always protect this place and us. He But I have a good feeling that he'll come back no matter what. Talking about the fiend protecting this place, and he may die on that hill, but he'll always come back no matter what. says he's going to go try and find the fiend and tell him to be nice to Seth Rollins. Bray leaves the set, comes back, laughing like a madman. Says, just kidding. Let me in. Bye. Bye. 
Bryce blowing kisses and being all happy and friendly. The Firefly Funhouse. Please, if you watch these segments, make sure you tell your children, you know, the difference in TV and reality and explain mental health to them. Obviously, something. And you hear the music of the phenomenal AJ Styles, who is the reigning, defending, and somewhat disputed U.S. champion. I say disputed as I just thought it would be appropriate. I don't know. We're about to have uh, the leader of the OC, the phenomenal one, taking on Cedric Alexandra for the U.S. Championship. What's your opinion here, Valerie? You know who AJ is. Yeah. Who's other one? Cedric Alexandra is a 205 Live Cruiserweight. He's awesome, though. I, I give him his props. phenomenal. Titanic made the comment back when they started doing the cruiser. Oh, I love the new gloves that AJ's sporting. The OC logo on them instead of the P1 logo. I had to mark for those. Here comes Cedric Alexander making his way to the ring to take on the phenomenal AJ Styles in what is now the second title match of the evening. Guarantee you if they were to give them the time they are deserved and allow them to have the match that they should, this could be a six-star match. Don't know for sure if it'll be a six-star match, but it could be. Cedric weighing in and hailing from Charlotte, North Carolina. His opponent. OC. He didn't say AJ's weight. He didn't say that AJ was from Gainesville, Georgia, or anything. He called him the phenomenal United States champion. Well, he You need to shut your pothole over there. AJ throws the uh, the vest at Cedric and then charges in. Shoulder tackles followed up with a chop. Pulls him out of the corner, shoots him off. Cedric Alexander up and over with a roll through and a back. Leg scissors takeover. Ducks under, rolls up, one, two. Cartwheels out, feeds in with a drop kick to the head and kips back up. Goes for the cover. AJ doesn't even get a he didn't even get a two on AJ there, didn't even get a one. AJ with a jawbreaker. Cedric Alexander staggers back. Comes out with a drop kick straight to the face of AJ. These two can go. Cedric Alexander is a hell of a cruiserweight. I can imagine what he would do 
like I said, if they would give them the time and the match they are due as AJ gets the knee and then rolls out. Cedric hits the ropes, getting some speed and momentum behind him. Oh, he goes to go up and over, and he gets a forearm for his efforts. Steps to the bottom rope as Cedric feeds back into the corner there. Oh, Styles charged in with a base. The announcers are confusing the show. I might as well mute them. Cedric Alexandra with like a base drop kick to the knees. AJ tackles that turnbuckle head first. And Cedric went to do the springboard. AJ catches him, drops him on that top rope. And Styles is going to spring over with a phenomenal forearm onto the floor from Cedric Alexander. And we go to our first commercial break. Hopefully when we come back from commercial break, we'll get the finish to the United States Championship match. We'll see. So we're back from the commercial break. They're recapping the... Uh, Complexion changing forearm from AJ Styles to Cedric on the outside as their actions back in the ring. Both men are down. Cedric trying to make his way over to the ropes to pull himself up. AJ turning over now. AJ up to his feet, staggers and falls. Mainly just here to give results, not really call the action, but I'm calling the action on this one with a knee from Cedric as he jumps off that bottom rope for leverage. Staggers out, backs AJ into the rope, shoots him off and reverse. Cedric Alexander does a handstand into the rope, spins back with a big kick to the face. Oh, AJ shoots out of there with some punches and some slaps and a kick, and then, oh, Cedric ducks with a back elbow of his own, scoops up AJ. GTS modified and a two count only. And the reason I said GTS modified was when he hit him with the GTS, he went all the way down with it. Landed on his back, giving the extra drop to AJ coming down on that knee. Kind of made me think of a code breaker in a way. Shout out to Chris Jericho, the AWs. First ever champion. Styles with them freaking elbows to the head. Alexander goes to scoop him up. AJ reverses it. Tilt a whirl into a uh, backwards DDT. Two count only. Told you it could be a good match. Uh, that tilt to whirl into a DDT was awesome. So Cedric Alexander kicked out at two, and AJ looks like he's setting him up for the Styles Clash. Cedric trying to fight out of it, struggling, struggling. Back drops AJ up and over. AJ lands on his feet on the apron, smashes him with a forearm. Cedric staggers back, Styles to the top rope. Ooh, springboards for the forearm. Cedric ducks under. AJ rolls through. Huge scoops him up. Jeez, he scooped him way up in the air, hit him with a, like a modified hoovy driver, and AJ still kicks out at two. What's your opinion of Cedric Alexander? This is probably the first time you've ever seen this young man in the ring. Cover there. Man, like I said, he scooped him way up. Scooped him way up in the air. Both men are down. Cedric making his way back up to his feet. 
Cedric hits the ropes. Springboard. Oh, AJ steps into the way. Oh, he was trying to flip over him in a suplex. German from AJ. Now Tom, oh, look like he was picking him up for a uh, atomic drop. Dropped him face first. Cover. Two count only. I'm going to go ahead and just give this one match of the night. AJ and Cedric are still in the show. Styles picking him up, trying to get that Styles class. Cedric reverses. Whoa, rolls down. Covers him up. Two. Ducks under AJ's clothesline. Whoa, AJ rolls him up. Classic AJ here. And there's the Styles Clash. Rolls him over. Cover. One, two, three. That's it. AJ Styles retains the United States Championship. I'd give it a five star. For no longer than what it was and, and the ability of both gentlemen. I'm going to say match the night. I don't think Rusev and Seth can top that. AJ retains. So at the conclusion of the U.S. title match, which AJ Styles won with a Styles Clash, we've seen a segment from the Street Profits from NXT promoting their tag title match that they will be having Wednesday night on NXT. Not sure if that'll be on the one-hour show they do on the network or the other hour that they do on the network itself, the USA Network being the first hour. Uh, then we've seen Lacey Evans make her ring, her ring entrance, I'm sorry, to get ready to do battle with Natalia Neidhart. Or an Italia, whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, you, you know, I'd be damned if I didn't promote the fact that Total Divas debuts tomorrow night with uh, the baddest woman on the planet, Ronda Rousey herself, being featured on Total Divas. As well as they were talking about the WWE draft, which will be coming up on October the 11th, which is Friday Night SmackDown. And then continuing on Monday Night Raw on the 4th, 14th of October. I apologize. Between the hiccups and everything else I've been dealing with, it's it's been an interesting day. As uh, Natalia and Lacey have been going for a minute here. Pretty good match back and forth so far. Lacey goes for a cover. They uh, have had a pretty good rivalry so far, and they think this could be the conclusion to their rivalry. I doubt it, but here we go. They uh, Jerry Lawler put over the sharpshooter, talked about how brutal it was and painful. That uh, it was you know, an honor for her to be taught by her Uncle Brett. As Natalia reverses the hold, throwing Lacey across the ring. Lacey with a boot to the midsection, swinging neck breaker. From Lacey Evans. She just walks over Natalia. She's going to the corner. Climbing to the rope. She's at the middle and Natalia just rips her down. Lacey's down Natalia. Whoa. Lacey follows in. Gets an elbow for her effort. And then a big slap. Lacey goes to charge in again. Natalia moves. And then follows up with some right hands. Referee trying to pull her off. 
Referee literally has to use force. Oh, and the disc is clothesline from Natalia taking Lacey Evans down hard. Cover. Two count only off of that discus clothesline. Going for the sharpshooter, and Lacey kicks her off. Lacey doesn't want any part of it. Rolls out to the apron. Natalia goes right after her with some right hands. Referee once again doing his job, getting in between them. Lacey with a rake to the eyes. Steps back through, scoops her up, rolls her back. Two, three. Lacey held on to the back of her uh, outfit there and got the three count. Lacey making the referee raise her hand. Natalia getting back up to her feet. This ain't over. Oh, Lacey with the woman's right. Natalia went down. <laughs> Jerry Lawler, I'm from Tennessee. Our Southern Bells don't act this way. Thank goodness. Great having the King back on Raw. I'll say that much. And now they're talking about Rey Mysterio and Dominic again. They got Lesnar up, and they say next. Lesnar has been questioned by the police regarding his actions against Dominic and Rey Mysterio earlier and will be making his appearance and presence known yet again on the premiere episode of WWE Monday Night Raw. So stay tuned as we will uh, coming back from commercial break to listen to that. And, and while you're at it, call Pizza Hut and get you one of them uh, cheese it stuffed pizza things ordered. I'm a horrible commercial uh, commercialist, I guess. I don't know. But we'll be right back with some more coverage from WWE Monday Night Raw. Guys, we're back from commercial break, and I'm not a John Cena fan, but he was on the Ellen DeGeneres show and FitOps Foundation. Check them out at fitops.org. This is near and dear to all of our hearts. We've all got family members who have served, I'm sure, and if we haven't, we've got friends who have family members that have served. This is helping veterans achieve greatness in fitness and in life. There are statistics out there that show that 20 veterans a day who have came home, lose their path, and 20 veterans a day commit suicide. Make that difference. Go to fitops.org and donate. Uh, John Cena says for every dollar that's donated, he will match that dollar up to $1 million. This is his new purpose is to help fit ops and you know i i can't disagree with him he's done a great deal of charity work for connor's cure for make a wish you know in ring wise i'm not a john cena john cena fan but outside the ring john cena is the man i'll give him that credit he's got the five moves of doom in wwe but man when he's outside the ring make a wish Connor's cure him and Daniel Bryant both Daniel Bryant got so close to Connor Connor the crusher who's close to our hearts and you see everyone you know the ring is decorated with the Connor's cure belt and the CC and everyone wearing the Connor's cure shirts and and stuff like that Connor's cure is a big deal to WWE ever since they got close to Connor so go over to fitops.org I'm definitely going to check it out myself and see what they got going on and see 
you know, see what it's all about and get some more information on it. And when I do get more information, I'll bring it back to you guys. But, um, you know, it's about fitness and helping veterans. And back to what's actually happening on the screen, they have the footage playing of earlier tonight when Brock Lesnar just victimized Rey Mysterio and Dominic, uh, just launching Rey all over the arena, just from one side to the other, and then beating the bloody piss out of Dominic. Just, oh, man. You know, I, I just... Which Dominic, you know, he can't really be hurt. I mean, if they picked him up like that on the stretcher, they didn't put a board under him or nothing, so they just kind of manhandled him up. But And, and if he is hurt, then <laughs> they shouldn't have done it that way. But, you know, I figured that, uh, you know, I, I'm in agreement with Titanic. I figured Joe would have handled that shit months ago. But leave it to Brock Lesnar to be the one that doesn't care. He comes out there and does it. And Ray over here praying and kissing on him. He's wearing a WCW Halloween Havoc jacket. That's the jacket he's wearing. It's got him and Eddie on the back of it. I just got the full back shot. You don't get to talk to Brock Lesnar. I talk to Brock Lesnar. Okay? And we have Paul Heyman in the back. Heyman is apologizing to Ray Mysterio and Dominic and their whole family. Heyman's saying blame uh, blame Vince. He's saying blame Vince for what happened tonight. Don't blame Lesnar. And he's cutting a Heyman promo. Promoting Friday night's match. That was okay. He said, "God can or Kofi can thank God every night for the power of positivity, but the devil thanks him for his client lining up the victims and starts naming off the victim victims." Uh, interesting segue there. Lesnar. To promote Friday night, they will go to no extent there. It's a big deal as WWE SmackDown will be switching over to Fox and back to Friday nights as their season premieres this Friday night, October the 4th on Fox Network. And for those of you that don't get Fox Network, I do apologize. I don't know how to fix that for you. I've heard that several cable providers have taken Fox off. Wonder if that has something to do with their merger with WWE. But the main event for Friday night is Brock Lesnar taking on Kofi Kingston. And we have Charlie Caruso in the back with Maria Canellis. And a baby on the way, apparently. But, you know, we have all seen what's gone on these past two weeks on Raw. And it seems like Rusev has. Embroiled himself in your family situation? Honestly, Charlie, I cannot believe you would ask me something like that. No, Rusev is not the father. And 
So Maria being Maria says that Ruth is not the father. And now Sasha comes in, grabs the mic and wants to run her mouth about Becky saying Becky's not man enough for her. She's the blueprint. So that's why she's got blue hair paint. She's the blueprint. She's going to make Becky tap at Hell in a Cell. Don't make her big. So trust me when I tell you that no man will win my match. And we have a long white limousine pulling up in Phoenix, Arizona, which is also the site of Royal Rumble. They uh, promoted that tonight, that the Royal Rumble would be in Phoenix, Arizona. And apparently at this hour... Somebody's arriving at Monday Night Raw. Stay tuned as uh, when Raw returns from their commercial break and we get back to the action, we'll find out who was in that long white limousine. So as we come back, uh, we had mentioned at their last commercial or at their next to last commercial break, whatever, there was a white limousine. Um, and then they came back from commercial break and Seth and Rooster started their match. Back and forth, Rooster showing his strength, going for the accolade a number of different times. Seth hitting him with some moves. Crossbody was uh, administrated. Rusev caught him, hitting him with a fallaway slam all the way to the floor. Rusev and Seth been going for a few minutes. They went to another commercial break, and you know Baron Corbin and Randy Orton are up at the top of the stage watching Team Flair watching as Team Hogan actually battles each other for the WWE Universal Championship. But a uh, side note: apparently Wednesday night. Uh, on the USA Network, uh, WWE NXT will be doing a two-hour premiere, as I guess they're going to bump NXT up to two hours now on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8 to 7 to 9, seeing as NXT wants to go somewhat uh, competition against AEW, which will be premiering October the 2nd on TNT on Wednesday nights for two hours as well. Their show will start at 8 p.m., and go until 10, and apparently NXT is going to start at 7 and go until 9. So, I mean, with DVR, you can do whatever you want. But apparently AEW has a little bit of competition there as NXT is going to premiere a two-hour show this Wednesday night as we've got back-and-forth action from Rollins and Rusev. Rollins countered the suplex, grabs the ropes. Rusev over the top, out on the ground. Rollins gets that head of steam with the suicide dive through the middle rope. Back in vintage Seth Rollins as he hits the ropes and dives again, taking Rusev back into the guardrail again. No update yet as to Dominic or the local medical facility they have taken him to, or how you know the you know how that whole situation has played out. Um, we heard from Paul Heyman about um, Lesnar and blaming it on Vince, things like that. Lesnar. Not actually being present for that interview. Rollins went for a huge crossbody off the top rope. Rusev rolls through, goes to counter. Rollins rolls him back up to Rusev with a kick. Staggers into the ropes, does Rollins. Rollins comes back. Rusev picks him up, swings him out, slams him down. One, two from Rusev there as Seth Rollins kicks out at two. Still want to know who's in the white limousine. Stick by as Raw gets close to the end tonight. It's kind of miraculous how AEW is going to have competition out of NXT. 
the commercial they aired said no b if you don't want any bs uh join the club uh as apparently NXT will debut a two-hour show on Wednesday night now. Rusev, Size, and Seth up. Seth sidesteps. And a kick from Seth. Hooking him for a suplex. Pulls him up, and Rusev's going to counter. Rusev, whoa, Seth gets Rusev up. Falcon Arrow, two count only as Rusev kicks out. Crowd getting behind them here. Seth gonna tune it up, getting ready to burn it down. Super kick to the midsection. Seth hits the ropes, comes in. Rusev sidesteps, and Seth up and over the top rope, lands on the apron. Back elbow from Seth Rollins as he's gonna springboard back into the ring. Oh. Yeah, he grazed nothing. Who's music? Bobby Lashley. Guess that's who was in the limo. Guess that's who was in the long white limousine. Randy Orton doesn't look pleased to see him. Neither does Baron Corbin. Who, Lashley? Who's he got with him? Let me guess, probably Lana. Bruce was distracted by Lashley's presence. We seen a as they went to commercial break, we seen a thing from the fiend, and then the next thing you know, Lashley's coming out and now he's got Lana with him. That is the uh, real life wife of Rusev. We got Lashley and Lana holding hands and hugging. <coughs> Rusev is distracted. Don't don't forget he's got a match going on now. Looks like uh, they'll be getting a divorce as she's up there making out with Bobby Lashley. And yet another kiss, just to add to it. Vince loves this shit. Rusev looks uh, distracted as all get out as they're uh, swapping spit. Don't even know how to call this shit. I'm waiting for Seth to hit him. Jerry, Jerry. Right? Well, Jerry is at ringside, so. Jerry Springer? No, Jerry Lawler. Yeah, that's dude's wife. 
And now we've got the fiend. Here we go. I don't. Yep, there's Seth, and the lights are going out. So here comes the fiend, Bray Wyatt. Let him in. I want to see him take out everyone. Oh, he goes straight for Seth. He's got the minimum claw. And he is taking, oh, geez, he just smashed Seth's head into the daggum turnbuckle post. Love it. The Fiend has arrived. I want to see the Fiend versus the Beast. I'm a bit... A big advocate for, for this, this new Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. As the power has officially went out now, and you hear the laugh. <laughs> and that is the conclusion of Raw. We got Bobby Lashley making out with Lana. We had Rusev standing in the ring shocked and Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, taking out Seth Rollins. Overall, Raw was pretty interesting. I have missed a few things if Lana is with Bobby Lashley now, apparently. So, interesting. We will see where things go. As, uh, apparently, NXT will have a two-hour show Wednesday night on USA Network now. So, everybody get ready to see how this turns out. We hope you enjoyed Raw tonight.